thanks for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Nurse Assessment Coordination, ANAC. I'm Shannon Johnson, the Director of Membership for ANAC and your host today. I'm thrilled to be here with Rosie Benbow, an MDS consultant and owner of Leading Transitions, for episode two of our podcast series, PDPM Tips from the Trenches, where we'll take a look into what ANAC members are doing to prepare for the PDPM implementation. Welcome, Rosie. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Nice to have you. Um, I'd like to start us off with, um, if you could just help me explain, what are you doing to prepare for PDPM? And do you have any resources that you've utilized or any tips that you'd share with um, fellow members on how to prepare? Absolutely. Um, We've been doing webinars since around October of 2018. Um, As soon as we were able to get the the 2018 updates educated, we started focusing more on PDPM. Of course, we always utilize the PDPM website from CMS just because it has the most up-to-date information. Um, The ANAC tools that have been provided for the quick reference for PDPM have been wonderful. And then we also have utilized a lot of the resources available from some of our web um, products that we use, like the MDS scrubbers and our MDS software, because there's already a lot of stuff that's built in that kind of gives us some tips on if our diagnosis coding isn't specific enough, how we're falling into the specific casement groups so that we can kind of plan towards what we're going to see when we start in October. Um, I certainly think from a, a tips point of view, being proactive and not waiting until we hit October of 2019 to understand the process and to even see how our current residents are falling into those case mix groups and um, how are we documenting section GG. I think we need to be very proactive in those areas as well as just quality nursing documentation and assessment. Are we doing uh, good audits on a regular basis and assisting our nurses to learn how to do a little bit more in-depth documentation that will help support in the event that we're audited later on? I definitely do feel like um, ANAC as an association as well as the entire long-term care community has been really on top of Um, PDPM and preparing well in advance. It seems the process started for sure last fall, and so I think that's a great tip uh, for our listeners. Thanks so much, Rosie. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Simple LTC. Skilled nursing providers all over the country use Simple LTC analytics to improve quality measures, optimize reimbursement, and prepare for PDPM. With Simple Analyzer, you can forecast and track PDPM reimbursement, optimize your primary diagnosis for PDPM, predict and track case mix trends, and thrive under PDPM. For more information on how you can master PDPM using affordable and easy-to-use analytics, visit simpleltc.com. Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Rosie on PDPM implementation and tips that she has to share with other members. Rosie, through your organizational membership with ANAC um, through TLC management, you certainly must see member questions in the ANAC Connect community, as well as I'm sure from your team of nurse assessment coordinators at TLC. What's the most common question or area of concern that you're hearing about? Shannon, I think for the most part, MDS nurses are really concerned about ICD-10 coding, especially because there's been a lot of focus on the specificity of the codes that we'll be needing. And I don't think there's a great understanding that while we certainly need to have that specificity, that there's also a lot of tools that are out there in our software that's going to help guide us to uh, whether or not it's a billable code. And I think there's a lot of training available. 
but the biggest concern that I'm hearing is they feel like they need to have coding classes and they, they need to be certified coders. And, and I certainly don't know that that's something that's necessary. I think that we need to have some advanced training because as, as nurse assessment coordinators, uh, most of us were never trained in the ICD-10 coding rules. So I think that we definitely need to beef that area up, but I think that we need to be careful not to put so much stress on them that they feel like they need a, another year or two course to be able to complete their jobs. Certainly. Well, how do you think PDPM will most affect you, um, TLC management facilities, residents? What are your thoughts on that? Overall, I hope to see an improvement in clinical assessment skills and outcomes with PDPM. I, I certainly see the, the direction that CMS was going with this process of tying together our quality reporting programs, our value-based payment programs, and trying to get outcomes based off clinical needs of the residents. So I hope to see an increased focus on clinical assessment skills and making sure that we have appropriate length of stay for our patients. And overall, just being able to spend a little bit more time taking care of our patients for who they are and not for how they pay. That's great. Thank you so much, Rosie. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on LTC NAC Chat today. Please note that this interview and information provided within has not been vetted by ANAC experts and in no way is meant to serve as legal or expert advice. If you're looking for PDPM resources and information, you can visit the ANAC website at www.anac.org. We hope you'll join us next week for episode three of our podcast series, PDPM Tips from the Trenches.